indeed. Well, talking about brands, what about protecting your brand? Uh, do you, in fact, do that at all? John Shepard with me, Chief Executive at uh, Brand Alive. Uh, John, good, good chatting to you. Hi. Hi. Good morning. So let, let's talk about this. I mean, we've been talking about brands all throughout the last two hours, and, mm. and I even heard the, the, the marketing woman from Coca-Cola saying that, in fact, the customer owns the brand, not uh, not the brand custodians, as we would call it, right? Mm. What, what are you saying here from, from a legal perspective? Well, there's uh, a lot that needs to be considered when developing a brand, and I think that one of the, the gaps that we feel has existed for all too long in the South African market uh, is an effective blend between those who understand the creation, the management, the projection of uh, brands and brand assets and those who understand the legalities involved in that, mm-hmm. the intellectual property lawyers and the, the separation has... Okay. Uh, has so, so in this case, we're talking the legality. Yeah, registration right. of a trademark is obviously at its, at its base, um, making sure that a trademark is available to be registered, um, going through those registration processes and then right the way through to the other end of the spectrum, which is where brands have to get into litigation with one another Mm -hmm. for issues like passing off or people challenging brands' rights to do certain things. Um, uh, An example uh, in recent times was the Christian Louboutin um, issue with the, the red trying to protect the, the red outsole of a shoe, yes, which was yes, yeah. challenged to an enormous degree in the international courts, um, and eventually he won his right to do so, but with a caveat, and that caveat being that uh, he is only protected so long as the rest of the shoe is in a contrasting color. Um, so all, all sorts of interesting complexities that go into that. But brands face um, an entire world of legal issues, and when creating Uh, a brand asset or a brand projection of any kind. Mm -hmm. It's vital that those doing so have an appreciation and understanding of what the legal issues are going to be and ensure that they're not selling their clients results which their clients can't use. Mm. And we've seen that happen. Well, well, I'm looking at it two ways. I'm I'm assuming that the the truly established, you know, multinationals and the big companies, they they would have gone through this legal route with everything. It's, it, the, the problem, but you may actually argue no, right? Yeah, I've seen some examples that would really uh, surprise you enormously of very large, sometimes international, internationally trading concerns um, that seem to be oblivious to certain critical legal aspects when it comes to brands. Yeah, give, me, um, give me one example. Well, um, unfortunately, in certain cases, I can't use actual names because mm-hmm. there are all sorts of confidentialities, but uh, one of the largest uh, listed uh, firms on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange uh, that came to us with a result f- of uh, a brand name that had been created for a new divisional company um, that they'd paid for, very good name, but was already protected in almost every class of trademark that they wanted to, to trade in. So the work of having checked the legal status had not been done you know, at source. Um, and therefore, one had to either say, well, abandon that and go a different route, or, or let's think creatively about... Uh, generating a solution, which is, in fact, what we were able to do. But it required a, a real blend of the, the creativity of, of brand experts um, and the intellectual property lawyers uh, that form part of our team mm-hmm. that were able to mm-hmm. determine whether the creativity had legal standing. Now, now, now your advice then, in considering we talk branding all the time, some are established companies, others are, are, are startups, mm-hmm. and we're hoping to encourage people to become more entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. So the big downside for people who are entrepreneurial is they... Simply say, I haven't got the money to protect a brand. No, I, I, I would argue not so, because actually the, the, the raw costs in registering a trademark, for example, are, 
um, are not much at all. It's, it's much more a case of being aware of what needs to be done. One of the greatest myths that needs to be dispelled at entrepreneurial level and mm. at big business level is that if you've got the company name registered, you can trade under that name. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Trademark law prevails. You have to own the trademark in order to trade. So you can be called Coca-Cola Limited, but if somebody else has got Coca-Cola as a trademark, you, you can't, can't trade, trade in that. that. And most people make that mistake. A lot of people are making that mistake yeah. and not understanding the... And, the and you made the point about the cost not being that expensive. I mean, just ballpark figure? Uh, it's, it's a few thousand rand a trademark per class in the South, Afri- South African context. Um, you know, uh, call it to between two and three thousand rand to register a trademark. That's obviously, you know, using people in the know to handle that process mm, for you. Mm, mm. Um, so, I mean... You know, the bigger businesses will register many trademarks around their brand Mm -hmm. in many different uh, classes and often on an international basis, in which case, yes, they're spending big money. But for the small entrepreneur who just wants to go out and trade under a simple uh, brand name in a particular industry sector, then it's it's not a great deal of money and it's uh, critical to do so because otherwise you can find yourself being prevented later on from and, trading. And how many people do so? A lot of people. Um, we have just actually handled the case of one of our clients, uh, flavored vodka brand Fusion Ice, mm. um, who've been trading in this market and other markets very successfully for, for years. Um, turned out that they launched into the Australian market without realizing that that trademark was already, already protected in their class. Um, <clears throat> so we had to dive in there to, to rescue them uh, simply because the alternative was that brand can no longer trade by them in that marketplace. Um, it mm. turned out that another complexity existed, and that was that the trademark was registered in Australia by Diageo, um, who were not using it. Uh, and as it turned out, because we handled an, an anonymous, anonymous approach for them, we're not intending to use it. Uh, so we were able to have the trademark successfully transferred to our client. From, from Diageo? From Diageo. With, with their permission or without their permission? With their permission and at no cost. Um, which is uh, quite a scoop in, okay, in that I was sense. Wondering why would they do that? Yeah, yeah. they weren't using it. Um, and, you know, the, the other thing about registering a trademark is that you have to legitimately use it within a time frame. Otherwise, you'll lose your rights. You cannot simply register a trademark and put it in the cupboard. And that's what's happened to Diageo, for example. That, that, uh, that was at risk of taking place. So there were a number of factors that came to play that uh, enabled us to negotiate that trademark from, from Diageo. Mm-hmm. All right, we, we don't have much time. Maybe just in the next 30 seconds, well, you know, I'll, I'll, your contact details I think is important because I want to leave people on to you, right? Yeah. But, but what is the one other thing that the people are not considering when it comes to trademarks and, and protecting their brand? Well, I think that uh, there are... Um, uh, <sighs> Mm, there are so many, but the mm-hmm. uniqueness, uh, the uniqueness factor and the relevance factor, um, creating something that's unique, but that is also not meaningless by being unique. That, mm-hmm. uh, and there, therein demands the, uh, the creativity of brand experts, um, but, is, so that, but is protectable, so that there is a blend of those disciplines at all times. Okay. That's give give me a website address perhaps I can lead people to. Uh, the ideal one is through Brand Alive. 
brandalive.co.za, B-R-A-N-D-A-L-I-V-E, brandalive.co.za, and through that portal um, one can go to the Brand Protection Agency and uh, deal with all of those very, issues Very important. Well. I think it's something we'll certainly talk about maybe lots more in the, in the future as well. Mm-hmm. Basically what we're saying, if you have a brand, even as an individual, well, do you have protection? I don't mean the other sort of protection, indeed. Giles, good chatting to you once again. Great. Thanks so much Thanks. for your time. Thanks, there you are. Giles Shepard at Brand Alive. Just check out brandalive.co.za.